0: Biggest way possible, hanging out the bad seat the, bad apple with the bad attitude, hang around a bunch of bad of bad see, bad lie, bad do, bad bread, bad, the, bad We are live in the Magic City studios in the Varilla Balaysia, right across the river and through the woods from where granny's about to go to bed. But before she does, she likes snapping a oney head of the ice cream number one in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, go breaking traffic, some kind of fashion, shaking it up, should do it. I'm come that come around, that's a the patio, brats on the west side, baba, sometimes, what about 10? Brain splattered all over, man. I should it Hey, what's getting? I'm Pharrell with Carver High Running It, and I just watched this um, 30 for 30 Once Upon a Time in Queens about the 86 Mets, and I guess uh, I'm obviously not a Mets fan and uh, never have been. And I remember uh, vividly uh, that team, you know, 84, 85, 86 Mets, they were great. They got better and better and better. And then they, you know, obviously beat the Red Sox and won it all. But I mean, I knew they partied. I knew they uh, drank and drugged and I mean, womanized and did everything. And they all, I mean, you name it. They got arrested. They spent nights in jail. they I mean, literally, they got in fights in every city, on the field, off the field. Uh, They were the cockiest team maybe ever, maybe ever in baseball history. I don't remember a team ever being that cocky. And, I mean, just showing people up. They dedicated their existence to dominating baseball. That was their goal. Davey Johnson had said, we're going to dominate. And then they went out and did it. And I mean, this story, I don't know if you saw it, but on LeMahieu with a home run to make it 7-1. to So Yankees up 7-1 in Baltimore right now. Anyway, so I'm watching this thing. It's a two-part tonight, two-part tomorrow, four episodes, an hour each. And I'm like right in the middle of it. Like they're at the uh, July, mid-July, late-July type uh, point of the season in 86. So they still got August, September, and October, right? And so tomorrow night, I'm sure, uh, you know, they're going to finish it, and it's going to be about them winning it all through Bill Buckner's legs, right? And I have to tell you, it was kick ass, and I don't even like them. I've never liked them. I've hated them. Uh, I was a pirate fan my whole life, so the team I hated more than anybody was the Mets, and the team that gave the pirates the most problems, I think you know, in the eighties was the Mets and I used to go watch and play all the time. I remember a million nights that I saw i mean i saw every series right like so i used to go watch strawberry and gooden and hernandez and carter and Hookie wilson and all those guys uh lenny dykstra roger mcdowell uh, you know ron darling sid fernandez oh my god uh bob Ojeda. i mean what a team they had i mean it was crazy And I hated them, dead. And I used to go watch them lose to the Mets, uh, the Pirates, uh, at, at Three River Stadium. They tore that stadium up. I mean, they just absolutely... I just remember Howard Johnson and Strawberry hitting home runs all the time. Ray Knight was on that team. He was hitting home runs. Gary Carter was hitting home runs. It was crazy. We welcome our radio affiliates, all of them serious, mightier 1090 San Diego. Sports map, Sports Armed Forces Radio, it's for all on the bench. So, I just was blown away by this uh, first two hours that I watched of it. It was just fantastic. I mean, they basically showed them struggle to get to where they were in 86, right? 84, 85, finishing short, and then 86, just putting it all together so that what was cool about it was is how they got to be like rock stars and how new york had had, had this huge renaissance and come back as a city uh from you know being uh, destitute broke no job no money blah 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 bad economy in the 70s and then all of a sudden in the 80s it was booming greed was good uh wall street was rocking Everybody was uh, living large in excess. There was uh, clubbing going on late at night till four in the morning everywhere. Cocaine was everywhere. Uh, just sex, you name it. It was all happening in New York like no other. Like I know you think you live in some you know great cool city. That's great. Congratulations. And New York just kicks your ass. I mean, it is just. Carver High will tell you, if there's only one, I mean, the rest of them are posers. You're all a bunch of posers at the end of the day. When that city's rocking, I mean, forget it. And I'm not even saying, forget about it. I'm just saying, forget it. When they're on fire, New York, it kills everybody. I'll tell you this story. On the bench, so uh, you know, I gotta tell you, like, watching that 30 for 30 on uh, the Mets was something else. I saw you know, a lot of famous people on there that are involved in it, whatever. Cindy Lauper, McEnroe, Baba Bowie's on there, Gary Delavate, my buddy from uh, the Howard Stern show, and uh, talking about New York in the eighties and the Mets and everything else. And it's really well done. Um, I have to tell you, like, I just found it shocking that I'm just sitting there listening to like every guy, Wally Backman, uh, Lenny Dykstra, Gooden, strawberry Hernandez. All of them, Uh, Ojeda, Sid Fernandez, just openly, brazenly, Kevin Mitchell talking brazenly about them just doing cocaine and eating uppers. I mean, just, I, I just, I mean, I already knew they did it. I already knew that, you know, Hernandez had cocaine problems and was, you know, in federal court in Pittsburgh for cocaine. And they had, you know. A notorious reputation. Gooden was uh, drowning in Coke. Strawberry was about to be drowning in Coke. I think at the time, Strawberry was drinking his face off, and he literally was having sex in between innings at Shea Stadium with chicks. In between innings. Underneath the stadium. Like it, it The stories that are on this 30 for 30 are just unbelievable. Now i already knew about that i already knew about all the drugs and i knew about the women i mean those stories are the stuff of legend in new york and they're all true none of it's uh bs so i'm sitting there listening to this i couldn't believe the language on it uh on espn to be honest with you i guess listen Far be it from me, as Carver High knows, uh, to I'm I'm not one to worry about foul language. I, uh, you know, I, I think I did maybe one of the dirtiest shows ever, and certainly in radio ever on Howard 101 and uncensored radio. It was insane. So I'm not one to uh, act like I don't have a foul mouth. And I certainly have had a vulgar, uh, dirty, rotten, horrible, uh, vicious show that was awesome. It was just absolutely kick-ass. But And then I'm not, you know, the dad of the year over here. I have uh, certainly my fair share of foul mouth incidents around the Pharrella Palatial. And I think Carver High would admit that, you know... The set on TV, at the very least, is ripe. Is that a good word for it?
1: Yeah, I guess you can go with ripe. That seems like the type of word that we can maybe use uh, during the break. Sure,
0: it's a little ripe. Uh, there's a. It's it's definitely edgy. The language and uh, people's. Uh, problems or otherwise anyone that's having a bad day or anyone that's having stress or a a problem or or they're late or they don't feel well or they're whatever and then it all comes out right and uh, the language that I hear is just absolutely deplorable and it is awesome and it is funny and I mean to tell you it is landfill landfill garbage mouth potty mouth at the highest order but I have never seen, in my opinion, I've never seen on ESPN or some, literally have you ever, Carter High, seen that like language used on air well, on TV, like on ESPN? On yeah, Disney? they've had
1: they've had a well, they've had a couple of these thirty for thirties where they they've had to do like a clean version and a and a dirty version. There has been a few. Um, I, I haven't watched this one yet tonight. I don't know if it's on the level of some of the ones in the past, but they have had some 30 for 30s where they needed to you know give you the little warning before it starts you know, foul language in this room. Go to go to ESPN go to ESPN2 for the clean version. you know they, they...
0: Um, well, this certainly wasn't the clean version. I mean the stuff <laughs> I was hearing. I mean the stuff I was hearing tonight, I was absolutely floored. Because it is full on rated triple X. I mean, it is porno, literally porno, what I was hearing on this In- 30 for 30. Now, you got to remember, I've done a couple of these 30 for 30s, right? right. I did, uh, I was on the, uh, what was it, Jimmy Connors one? Jimmy,
1: Jimmy Connors, which Koppelman yeah, yeah, yeah. did, right?
0: That was Koppelman? Yeah, that was Koppelman. And then I was on another one. I don't remember. It was the—I just briefly, you see me, I think, on the Mike and the Mad Dog one. Yeah. They show all the—you know, they They show they all the other, yeah I remember. They showed me as, like, I'm a spawn of theirs. And I, you know, I got to tell you, that couldn't be further from the truth.
1: Com- complete opposite of what they were doing. They were local. Yeah, that- you were national. You would, it was a completely different situation.
0: Right, so uh, fair enough that they were the greatest show ever in New York Sports Talk radio history. Fair enough, right? Uh, I'll give him that. And I know Chris really well. and I'm enemies with the other one. I don't like him. He doesn't like me. And you know what's great about it is I'll beat his ass. Like, I'm just, I'm not, like, getting messed with by that fat old thing. I'll beat his ass down and throw him around like a ragdoll. So... Let's establish here, I'm a badass, and I will throw my elbows and weight around when it comes to, you want to say something to me, you better back it up, because I'll beat his ass. And then the other one's afraid of me, too. And I'm a 6'4", 220 load, whether you like it or not, and I'm in good shape, and I will run you over. And I will step on your face. I never liked him. I never will like him. I don't care if he dies tomorrow. But here's the deal. Um, when that happened, that that show I respected it as the greatest ever, right? Fair enough. But then they lumped me in there like I'm a spawn of theirs, and I'm like, it couldn't be further from the truth. I'll be honest with you, I never heard of them when uh, I started my career uh, at Indiana doing Bob Knight and, and covering the Hoosiers, and then I went to uh, Pittsburgh. And I I looked up to, um, you know, uh, Myron Cope and uh, Mike Lang and guys like that. I never, I I had, you know, I had never heard of them. And then I went to Chicago and I was working with Pat Foley and Dale Talon. And I was growing up around Harry Carey and Steve Stone, right? So I didn't know who they were. I'd never heard of them. And then... I went to Vegas, and I was working with people that were so far from that. Like, I was working with Papa Joe Chevalier, and John Renshaw, and guys like that, right? And then I ended up in uh, at CCNN in Atlanta, and I was kind of the toast of that town. And then eventually, I got to um, San Francisco, KMBR, and I'm working with Gary Radnich, Ralph Barbieri, God rest his soul and Bob Fitzgerald, the voice of the Warriors. And I didn't know anything about those guys, right? So it was like, when they were hot, I think they started in 96, and they eventually, uh, they took over New York. I took over San Francisco, then I took over Los Angeles. And when I was in LA, they put me on WFAN New York, and they didn't like it. And I didn't give a rat's ass if they didn't like it, because I had never heard of them. So when I got on the air on the fan at night at 10 to 1, everyone started talking about these two guys that didn't like me. And I was like, well, then let's get it on. You don't like me. I don't like you. Let's just get it on and see who can make the other one snap. And I won that battle, too. I made both of them snap at the same time. All right so uh carver hi i want you to uh remember uh that i want to finish the story later uh yes. maybe at the top of the second hour because we have rick harrow now on the show to talk about uh sports business and, and everything else and money and then uh we'll finish this story because i don't think like Rick would really enjoy being a part of it. I don't think he cares one lick about it. But my point isn't that I want to beat that dude's ass, which everyone has known for years. Like I'll slap him around just for fun. It's that um, it's that I've been on a couple of those 30 for 30s. And on that one, they showed me like I was, uh, you know, some kind of spawn of theirs. And I, I just, that never happened. Yeah, uh, It was, it was like a war. I was like, Okay, you want a problem, I'll give you a problem. And then I was really good at it. Like I hurt their feelings. I got that guy so mad. He was gonna quit the (laughs) fan and everything else. Meanwhile, I'm out in LA smoking weed, laughing the whole time I had no clue who they were. And it was so funny at the time to me, like I was just having fun. Meanwhile, they were like really mad. Meanwhile, I was just joking. And so it turned into this huge war. And then later, years later, 20 years later, I'm friends with Chris, like we get along. Uh, we respect one another. He knows that I'm good at what I do. He's great at what he does, all that. And he knows that I worked for the man, Howard. So once he saw me working for him, all bets were off with him thinking he was some kind of badass with me. And then we became cool. But the other one I don't like. And if I saw him, I'd slap him around. Anyway, we'll finish this story later because I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the Mets and what that 30 for 30. I saw it tonight. Now, I don't know. I could ask Rick. At the very least, Rick, did you watch that uh, Once Upon a Time in Queens tonight?
2: No, not yet. No, I, I'll, I'll, I actually taped it. But, you know, I was a little nervous because I got on early today because I never want to disappoint you. Yeah, and I was hearing all of the story. And when I came on, you said you were going to beat this old fat man's ass. And I thought you were talking about me. Why? No. <laughs> What's no, wrong with you?
0: I wasn't. I was not talking about, why would I beat your ass? I'm friends with you. I have you. no
2: idea, but, you, you know, hey, like, yeah, I like you too, but you, you, were, you had it going this, this afternoon. You were going to beat up Djokovic. Who else were you after this morning, this afternoon? You were, you're in rare form today, so I thought oh, it may extend tonight. That's uh, all.
0: Listen, f- let's, let's clear this up. <laughs> First of all, I was after uh, Djokovic because I hate him. And yeah. I'm not go. a fan, I, and I think there's a lot of people that don't like him. And right. he reminds me of uh, like I don't like I don't like Deshambo, and I don't like him. Those are probably the two biggest athletes going right now that I have no time for, and I'm never going to root for him ever. I'm done with that fat ass Deshambo uh, and his little antics on the golf course. He doesn't have many friends either, and this guy Djokovic. Smacking balls at people, smashing rackets, throwing temper tantrums like he's some kind of above it all prima donna, better than everybody. Uh, like it, treating people poorly. I'm not a fan of like abusing, you know, linesmen, ball boys, officials, uh, media, and his surly ass Serbian BS. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. So you can have it because like I liked McEnroe. Uh, I liked him as a player. I loved his game. And uh, I, I, I didn't have a problem with him arguing back then. They didn't have radar eyes in the sky that, you know, made the call right. You, rem- you remember, Rick, back then the ball was either yeah, in course. or out by the linesman. Right. So he would scream and yell at linesmen. Nowadays, this guy, the ball's out. He's still screaming and yelling at people and throwing rackets and smashing rackets. And I just don't like it. The difference between him and Kyrgios is Kyrgios sucks. And so he he doesn't have the right to be a jerk. And the other guy, Djokovic, is the best player in the world. And I just think if you're the best player in the world, you have to be above all that. I just think that you have to have some semblance of class and dignity. And I think Nadal calls him out on it. And so does Federer. And I think they both think he's a tool.
2: Yeah, I think you're probably right. This is probably a bad time because it opens up a Pandora's box when we only have a segment and a half. But what, why don't you like DeChambeau?
0: I don't like DeShambeau because he's a narc and he's a crybaby and he ran to that Monahan phony and he said, leave, you know, these fans, get these fans away from me. But it's okay when he confronts a fan and starts a fight. But then he wants all the fans thrown out of the... Uh, the circus. You know, that's sissy stuff to me. That's like, he's getting off the bus and we're going to chase him and beat his ass unless he gets to his front door first. That's the kind of childish BS that is. And you know that's true too.
2: I do. You know, I've watched him for a while and uh, his game is unique. Maybe it's the right time for it. Who knows? But his social skills are not very good. Um, And that's part of what you're saying. And I don't want to say it in any different way, but you know, players, a lot of players feel the same way about him trying overly nice to be nice to some of the players. And when he's in the middle of competition, you can really tell that he's a he's a bad guy to play with. I don't think I'd want to play eighteen with him if there's anything on the line.
0: Let me ask you this: Do you think it's right that he, um, you know, uh, you know, when he's, it's okay for him to photo bomb uh, Kepka And to act like a child whenever Kepka's doing something, he interferes with it, gets walks by the camera, does something stupid and immature like a child. But then when people give him heat, he starts fights with fans and he acts like a child. How about what he did with his sponsor with Cobra? I mean, uh, oh, you mean uh, the driver sucked? it's A to Z with this guy. Yeah. It's A to Z. I could go on for an hour about why, why don't people like him. Like Patrick yeah. Reed is just pretty much a D, right? So you don't see him bashing uh, sponsors. You don't see him fighting with fans. Uh, you see him taunting fans that give him the business. He gives it back to them. But he's not going over and trying to get fans thrown out of golf courses because he doesn't like them. I mean, DeChambeau to me is the country club, you know, spoiled brat punk that mommy and daddy got him a Beamer on his 16th birthday.
2: Wow, that's a pretty, pretty stout argument. I knew I probably shouldn't ask, but I think that's probably right. I, and you know, you know, one memory makes some sense about all of this. You remember at the Open, Beth Page, when Sergio, uh, the first time it came, or, or, or f- 15 years ago, when he was uh, all, all the false balks and the re-grips of the club, and they would count the number of times he would re-grip before he swings. That, that reminds me of this a little bit. It's got to throw you off the game, but you didn't see Sergio, at least I didn't think he did, complaining to Tim Fincham about, please throw these people out. I agree with
0: you. I mean, yeah, just, you know, I got to tell you, like, I don't sit around worrying about it. Like, Carver High bets golf like crazy. He loves it. And I like playing golf with you, and I don't care enough about it uh, to—I'll be honest—to like sit around watching it like every day. uh, You know, Saturday and Sunday all day long. I'll watch the majors. I'll watch—you know—I like the British, uh, the Open, whatever you want to call it. I like—you know—all of them. uh, But I don't—I don't live my life to worry about uh, you know golf professionals and all of their you know kind of snobbery. I mean, let's say these facts, it's the snobbiest sport on the face of the earth, and that's without a doubt. And then i put tennis right behind it.
2: Yeah, well, especially the way some of the, uh, the prima donnas are, are acting on the tennis court. And, and uh, it is interesting. Are you going to watch the uh, Ryder Cup uh, next week?
0: Uh, I'm sure I'll see uh, highlights of it, and I'm sure I'll have, like, you know, updates on the show on Coast to Coast, and we'll get into it. But there is no way on earth I am watching golf over football or the baseball wild card chases and the Yankee games and college and pro football. The last thing I will do. On on the face of this earth, we'll watch some Ryder Cup golf match over that. It's just it's the only way that's happening is if I'm turning the channel and something dramatic's happening on golf that's so overwhelming that I have to stop dead in my tracks to stop from watching football. There is no way I'm turning off the Redstone channel to watch golf.
2: No way. Yeah, fair. Uh, so you didn't ask me, but but I'm I'm going to I'm going to abandon and playing. I'm going to San Francisco. And then next Sunday, I'm just going to take a day trip uh, w- with the Dolphins uh, to see Allegiant. Uh, I've never seen that stadium. Boy, was it rocking last night. And I've seen it as it was being built because I was involved in it. But to see it full, fans, and that big uh, Al Davis you know, fake torch and all of that kind of stuff, I'm kind of looking forward to that uh, in two weeks.
0: So you're, the Dolphins are playing the Raiders in two weeks?
2: Yeah, Dolphins against Buffalo this week at home and the Raiders in two weeks and I'll be be there for that, which again will be a lot of fun. After the Dolphins beat the Patriots, I, they could have been owned a three. Uh and you don't want it, but but uh you know, you never know what's gonna happen now. It's amazing how at one point win. They never would have won that game a few years ago. Uh you know I'm a big Dolphin guy, and going up to New England first week, rookie quarterback I- playing out of his mind, yeah. Unbelievable.
0: I I bet on the Dolphins to win the game against the Patriots.
2: How many did you give, or did you have to?
0: Uh, I gave one, I think. I, I have it somewhere in front of me. Uh, where is it? Uh, I, I was getting three when it opened up.
2: Wow. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Well, that's why you're who you are, man, because you know, I, I want you to start helping me in the real estate business because that's right, so a when perfect we come back,
0: uh, we'll talk about a lot of things, including... Uh, the SEC with Texas and what that's going to cost them, and the Big 12, how it's evolving now without Texas and Oklahoma. All right, for all on the bench, we're talking to Rick Haro, Sports Business and Legal Insider on Sports Grid. So, uh, first of all, you're traveling. <laughs> To I knew you'd come. Denver, I knew
2: you'd come strong.
0: Sorry. You're, Go ahead. You're traveling to Denver tomorrow. Is that what you said? And then yeah. San Francisco. Meanwhile, I did notice uh, today and now tonight more heavily that you sound sick to me. Do you believe that uh, the fine governor, the esteemed uh, DeSantis of Florida, who has mocked and ridiculed and fought? and just does not accept there is such a thing as COVID in his state, even though more people have died there than anywhere else. Uh, Do you believe that uh, you have caught the hanta because you said that you took a rapid test and it was negative? We all know that you're lying. Uh,
2: Do you have COVID right now? Absolutely not. Double vaccinated, feel okay, little stuffy. And Duke, my wonderful dog, I smelled his butt. And got in under there, and all okay. Everything's can... just fine. the
0: worst thing that's happened to me today. Is you telling me about? <laughs> ass. So, uh, how much money is Texas and Oklahoma, in the end, going to have to pay in penalties to leave the Big Twelve? And do you believe that uh, the Big Twelve, by adding BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, have covered the bleeding with a big enough bandage?
2: Well, first of all, that was the best transition in the history of radio, going from my dog's butt to Texas in one sentence. The Longhorns and Sooners will pay fines that could reach eighty million dollars. Frankly, they want to move as quickly as they can. They don't like the ill will, and when they go to the SEC, uh, look, you know, Texas had a rude awakening against Arkansas that forty to twenty-one game. The BYU, Cincy, Houston, UCF, Big Twelve stuff. Stop the bleeding for them. There are still some schools that need to take care of themselves who are Big 12, but the Big 12 feels comfortable about all of this. And, frankly, UCF in Orlando and Houston and Cincinnati are three big media programs, and BYU has been struggling with their independence for a while.
0: So uh, installment six of the comeback sports in a worldwide pandemic is going on this week. Uh, what's happening there in this uh, section of it?
2: Yeah, thanks for asking. So tomorrow is the, is the Zoom session. Bob DuPay, the former uh, president of baseball and CEO, and, and Foley partner, and I are co-chairing it. But it's, uh, it's the executive suite of the NFL uh, kicking off the season. Al Guido of the Niners, Mark Lamping of the Jaguars, Jaime Elhai of the Jets, all three presidents and donna ponte who's a wonderful lady she's the nfl chief administrator of football operations used to be browns used to be dolphins and we'll talk about gambling we'll talk about youth football esports new media fan safety other topics it'll be fun
0: there you go uh tell me about uh the you know second most valuable sports team in the world the yankees uh, and, and how their uh, loyal fan base has handled, like, from 2019 until now in terms of the tickets, the suite, the revenue, the losses, uh, and what they're making now.
2: This is a great story because it kind of tells you how they're approached the season. They deferred $94 million in tickets purchased for 2020 se- uh, season as opposed to asking for a refund. So... You know, they postponed it a year so they didn't get the revenue, but they, they, they basically saved their accounts. Uh, the 1.37 million tickets sold, 157 million in revenue. And the Yankees weren't alone. The Jets, the Ravens, the Colts, the Seahawks uh, did the significant deferral. On the NBA side, the Wizards, the Sixers, uh, uh, the Pistons. So... Major League Baseball reported operational losses of $3 billion last season. It was better if you deferred and your fans said, yeah, because at least you didn't lose the accounts.
0: So, how about the Mets and Yankees, the way they handled 9 11 on Saturday?
2: I think it was great. You know, 43,000 people, Piazza, Franco, others, a company, fire, police, EMT, sanitation, correction, court officers from New York on the outfield track, and the uh, uh, PA announcer said one unified New York, the Mets and Yankees shoulder-to-shoulder. It doesn't really matter whether the Mets or the Yankees won that game, to be honest about it. It was a great unifying ceremony talking about all aspects of sports after September 11th.
0: So I see my friend Mike the Miz will be on Dancing with the Stars, and I was disappointed to see – uh, that the ABC people are trying to make um, the daughter of uh, Lori Laughlin, Olivia Jade, who was obviously her mother and father tried to scam her way into USC on some bogus rowing team, uh, you know, lie. And why are they trying to make that girl famous? Like, I mean, well, haven't we heard enough of her and her mother?
2: Yeah, probably, but it does, you know, add viewers. So, no, it does. Well, we'll see. Uh, uh, People are talking about it. The fact that we're talking about it now, even if we don't like it, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, interest of some kind. Yeah, it is. Well, it is ridiculous. But, but uh, listen, we, we, you know, I, I coupled this in the in the article we did about Donald Trump and his son providing live commentary for the pay-per- pay-per-view fight with Holyfield. Uh, that didn't get a lot of publicity, which I'm, I'm kind of happy it didn't.
0: That that was embarrassing. All, my point is this, is that it's not the girl's fault that her mother did what she did for her and her sister. But it is, in my opinion, uh, it is really a stretch, in my view, to have ABC, in some capacity or another, put her on there for you know obvious reasons Because all you have to do is mention her mother's name and those kids. And people think of one thing, that scandal, right? What are they trying to clean it up for them? Trying to make her famous because she couldn't get into college on her own? I mean, that's, to me, it's laughable. Like, who cares about that chick beyond no one? I mean, uh, thank God I have the stones to say it. Like, how ridiculous, like, that some cheese ball television executive in Hollywood at Disney thought that was a good idea. What an absolute moron asshat decision that is. You know what that girl should be doing? Going to, you know, retake her SATs and get into college the legitimate way instead of a rich phony ass parents. How's that sound? Did your kids uh, phony ass their way through law school to be successful in life? Did you scam their way into, you know, North Carolina and Notre Dame? No why should we glorify this family anymore when mommy and daddy went to jail wasn't that enough to get rid of them from our social conscience? thank god for me
2: Honestly. in in the first for the first time in a while um i have nothing to say i completely agree nothing more to say about that that was a very good rant yeah, thank
0: you good. very much because as usual you know i'm <laughs> smart and right gronk how about this guy getting in bed he's got a sponsor with cryptocurrency Everybody's doing it. You and I've been talking about this for a year and
2: a half. Yeah, I wish one of us had decided to do it as opposed to keep talking. But I know you. I did. You know you got. You, yeah, I know you did. I know, and I, I, we we can talk about what you did. And you know, I think it's a great investment. Uh, I guess it falls back on me. I haven't done it. Maybe I should have. But he appears in social media campaigns for Voyager. Uh, hosts a live stream with the company later in the season. Uh, they bought a full suite ticket package from the Oakland A's. For one Bitcoin, and it was the first crypto transaction completed by an MLB club. Isn't that ironic that when you talk about tech moments this week, you talk about Gronkowski. uh, He's he's everywhere now. He's again, they're you know they're replaying that that T-Mobile commercial. You see that where the Brady Gronkowski uh, uh, failed connection and going back to Tampa. That's a brilliant commercial. They played it before the Super Bowl, and they're bringing it back it back
0: yeah that's a great that's a great ad uh, i don't understand this stat sports partners with megan Rapino and alex morgan I, honestly uh, you know he, 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 here's me again like is she not like a fart at this point like past gas like aren't people <laughs> done with megan Rapino yet after all of her nonsense and then the failings of that soccer team who gives a rat's ass what she's selling
2: honestly well, there's a certain demographic that will do it no matter what, I think. No, there isn't. But, and I'm not sure. We'll see. But the, the bottom line is she's not as valuable, nor is Alex Morgan or others from that team, uh, mm-hmm. than you know, they would have had to win the gold. But they've still got the commercials to run and the contracts to finish. How about Sports SportsGrid's uh, ratings? Isn't that great? I mean, you know, it's not that we aren't biased about this, but we should be. I mean, it's a, uh, the 18 hours of, of, uh, of uh, 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 live uh, uh, programming. programming. And la- last week alone, 450,000 viewers, four separate days, the most since February. I think a lot of it is because they want you all the time, don't you think?
0: Well, I think since the Super Bowl, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, like around 35 million people have watched. Uh, that's crazy, yep. and I mean that is crazy. You know what happens there every time we get another million viewers on SportsGrid Grid TV. Uh, Carver High drinks a six pack of Bud Light, which I think is a perfect sponsorship opportunity right there, as you know, Rick. I mean, every yeah, time I think we he'll be drunk. Another million. Carver High gets a free six pack of Bud Light.
2: That's a good one. Carver gets an NIL deal, or he's stone cold drunk now for the next few weeks because it's 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 rising. You know, as we as we know, what a, what a great company to work with.
0: Listen to Caro's nose just gushing right now, and he, him he's sniveling. He's going sound great I on mean, that blade Garver- <laughs> he boy, Hey, let me just say, I mean, let me just say, the only time my nose ever sniveled in Florida is when I did cocaine. Because uh, no one gets sick in Florida; it's too humid. How are you sick?
2: I I, I have no idea, but I'm I'm not really <laughs> sick. I just I just play it on TV. I'm I am. Uh, I am perfectly fine. I'm going to go out and turn on my lights and go shoot some hoops just to prove that I'm okay. How's well, you're
1: that? Flying private anyway, right, Rick? You're not flying commercial. you got the private plane tomorrow,
0: no? Yeah, no, he's got his own Cessna.
2: <laughs> the problem with the, yeah, you know, I've, I've got a I've got got a big plane. I, I heard it was private, but it has the word United on it. I, I don't know why. <laughs> why does my private plane have United on it? And, and who are all these 190 people that I'm supposed to be not with? How about the uh, Maya
0: Shaka Khan getting the first black woman to officiate an NFL game? Good for her.
2: Isn't that great? And uh, she's you know eminently qualified. She's been uh, somebody that uh, has been in the uh, 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 health and physical education programs in Virginia Beach, Virginia. She earns it. She was selected in 2014 as part of the league's officiating development program. And it's a great thing that we have more minorities and others involved in all of NFL, long overdue.
0: All right, so 20 seconds. How about the transgender fighter, Anna McLaughlin, wins her debut. They call her Alana Lady Pharrell McLaughlin, a fan of mine, obviously. And I heard that in her first fight she won, she beat Conor McGregor, some has-been fighter.
2: Well, I don't know if that's true, and it's and, and I think I think it's called Lady Farrell, which is which is an animal. Farrell is an animal of a different that kind. moron! You me, hey, I've never I've never had you call me I've never had you call me a moron this late on our show. Hey, that was wonderful. I, Goodbye. Boy,
0: Goodbye. You know what he did? Carver, <laughs> hi. <High, laughs> your boy's been taking that. Uh, he's been taking that uh, medicine. The 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 animal. The horse tranquilizer that your boy. <laughs> Boy, Carver High! Boy, Harold. All right, we'll see you next week on. Well, Carver High uh, tonight. Finally, the uh, Yankees busted out the, the sticks and they hit a bunch of home runs—five home runs—and they're seven 2 one over the Orioles. Everybody got in on it. Judge, a bomb to right. Stanton, a bomb to right. Voight, a bomb to left. Gallo, a bomb to right. LeMahieu, a bomb to left. Five home runs in their 7-2 win over the Orioles. So they play the Orioles, Rangers, and Indians in their next, what, nine? I mean, eight games left against those teams, unless I'm tripping. Maybe more. I mean, some of them are probably a four-gamer over the weekend, right? Like. I mean you got to do it now or never because they're going to gain a full game on the uh, Jays tonight cuz they lost to the Rays so it's now or never.
1: It's going to allow you to win some games. I mean honestly, if you're serious about making a wild card, you cannot have a situation where you're dropping games to these three hack squads. Like uh, you got to win these games. That's it. They're on it got to win them. The Jays don't I'm screw watching. around. What they score 40 plus runs over 3 games against the Rays over the against the uh, Orioles over the weekend? Got to beat on these teams.
0: Well, they lost to the Rays 2 nothing tonight. And then right now, the other game of, of importance, the Red Sox and Mariners are scoreless in the third. Uh, top of the third, two on, two outs for Boston right now. Runners at first and second facing Anderson. And uh, Seattle beat them last night. These are huge games. Every single night is huge right now. When we come back, we're going to evaluate uh, my Padres shirt. And... Spend some more time talking about the '86 Mets, and some time talking bad about people. Was Pharrell on a bench?